0: Hi, welcome back to Therapy Chat. I'm your host, Laura Reagan, LCSWC, a therapist in the Baltimore, Annapolis, Maryland area. And I use an integrative approach to working with survivors of childhood relational trauma. If you've been listening to Therapy Chat lately, you know I've been talking about using equine-assisted psychotherapy and education methods to get in touch with our emotional experiences. Pretty much everybody who's come into contact with me in the past month has been hearing about my new passion for equine-assisted psychotherapy and working with horses. In episode 55, I talked about my own experience of making a deep soul connection in a barn when I spent a Saturday morning at an equine learning workshop with four other women and two horses. That changed me and I'm still feeling it weeks later. I can't wait to do more and I will in a couple weeks when I trek to the Hudson Valley in New York for a beautiful equine retreat for therapists and healers offered by my friends and colleagues Rebecca Wong and Marisa Gowdy. I can't wait to meet those two ladies in person. You'll be hearing all about how wonderful it was from me in a future episode. So in episode 56, I followed up with an interview with Charlotte Heiler Easley, who's an LCSW and equine specialist in Lexington, Kentucky. She developed a model called Equine Assisted Survivors of Trauma Therapy that is being used with survivors of sexual assault to experientially teach safety in our bodies, to see what it feels like to set and hold boundaries, and to take care of ourselves in relationships as well as allowing ourselves to be vulnerable and risk trusting another who may hurt us. Sounds like a metaphor for life, right? This experiential work with survivors of trauma sounds very powerful to me as someone who's worked for years with trauma survivors and as someone who's recently had a life-changing experience with horses. I think it's amazing and I would love to have something like that here in Maryland. It should be everywhere. I hope it expands. And I think Charlotte's doing wonderful work. So if you haven't listened to that, please check out episodes 55 and 56. Therapists, we've all had that moment. You wake up in the middle of the night. Oh my gosh, did I do my notes? Well, you don't have to worry about that anymore when you use therapy notes. in 15 minutes or less. So I highly recommend Therapy Notes. And don't forget, go to therapynotes.com and use promo code chat to get two free months. In hearing about Charlotte's work from her and after having my own experience in the barn that changed my life and rocked my world, I realized There are some similarities between children and horses, which are very relevant to the therapy work I do with my clients. It might seem like a strange connection, but stay with me. I'm going to tell you about three ways that children are like horses and why you should care. So as I explained in episode 55 and the blog post that went with it, this information comes from the Igala website, what I'm about to share equine assisted psychotherapy and learning works for these reasons. As I said, I'm quoting myself. Because horses are prey animals, they rely on nonverbal cues to stay alive. Their lives depend on accurately reading these cues. Horses learn from their interactions with us whether or not we are safe, which lets them know if they are safe. Children do the same thing. They read our body language more than our words. So another thing from that blog post or that past episode, episode 55, I said, like humans, horses are social creatures who live in herds. Now, Brene Brown frequently says, we humans are wired for connection. It all goes back to attachment. Children need protection and care from the adults they depend upon for survival. When a baby is born, that child is completely helpless and dependent upon their caregivers for protection. Safety to a newborn baby means being given food, sheltered from the elements, and being held and soothed. Physical safety is being protected from harm. Emotional safety is will you be there when I need you? Do you care about what I need? Do you do what you say you're going to do? So a third way that horses and children are similar. Horses know when what we're saying and doing don't match what we're feeling and sensing, even though we might not know. They reflect back to us what we're feeling and sensing or the incongruence between our feelings, sensations, words, and actions, especially when it's outside of our own conscious awareness. Children also notice incongruence between our words and our nonverbal cues. Children know when a parent says they are not mad, but they really are. They know when a parent is crying but says nothing is wrong, that it isn't true. Why do they pay attention to this? It's part of how they make sure they are safe. If their primary caregiver isn't okay, then they aren't okay, because who will take care of them if something happens to the primary caregiver? That's how children think. They have to. They depend on us. Okay, so I've made my case for children being like horses in three ways, but why should you care? Well, you should care if you're a parent because it's important to understand what your children need to thrive. (laughs) What your children need in order to thrive. I talked about in episode 21 the secret to raising well-adjusted children and... This is part of it. But you should care even if you aren't a parent because you were once a child. Yeah, but that was in the past, right? Not so fast. Attachment affects us throughout the lifespan. It shows up in our peer relationships, our intimate partner relationships, in our interactions with our coworkers, our supervisors, our supervisees, and it affects how we feel about ourselves in general. When you have a disrupted attachment, it's common to feel like I'm not worthy of love and belonging. Which feels like there's no point in living. The attachment that develops between a child and their primary caregiver begins immediately at birth. And maybe before, but that, that research is still in the works. It continues to develop with the most intense period of attachment development happening between birth and age three. As I mentioned, children depend upon the attachment with their primary caregivers for their very survival. Babies whose attachment needs aren't met in extreme cases can die from failure to thrive. They just don't develop. However, attachment repair can happen throughout the lifespan, so even if there was a disruption to secure attachment between the child and the primary caregiver, in most cases it's not too late to change this. Like ever. In the worst cases of child neglect, in which children are deprived of touch and verbal interaction with their primary caregivers, brain development can be severely impacted. Studies have found a connection between severe child neglect and reduced brain size and changes to structures of the brain using brain scans for side-by-side comparison between a child who had a healthy attachment or a child whose needs were being met and a child who was experiencing severe neglect. You can learn more about this at Dr. Bruce Perry's Child Trauma Academy, which is found at childtrauma.org. In episode 46 of Therapy Chat, I talked with Julie Hanks about how assertiveness is influenced by attachment. So I think that is one episode that's very interesting. And um, personally, I think all of this talk about attachment is fascinating. So in future episodes, you're going to hear a lot more about attachment and trauma. Trauma is one of my very favorite topics, as anybody who really ever comes into contact with me knows because I talk about it all the time. But our next episode will kick off the series on attachment and trauma with an interview with Amy Segeno, LCSW. Amy's in private practice in Texas, where she specializes in helping people who've experienced childhood trauma. And she talks about adoption and attachment in our upcoming episode. And later in the series, you'll hear from Stuart Fensterheim, LCSW in Scottsdale, Arizona, who talks about um, how attachment affects a couple's relationship in adulthood. Rebecca Wong, LCSWR from New Paltz, New York, who is a relationship therapist, talks about the importance of play in couples therapy. Brittany Wagner, LPC from Texas, talks about using emotionally focused therapy in couples counseling. Katie May, NCC from Philadelphia area, talks about how connection can build in groups and how that can be a profoundly different psychotherapy experience for people. David Emerson of the trauma center at JRI in Massachusetts is going to talk about trauma-sensitive yoga for healing trauma. And then David Shanahoff-Kalsa of the UCSD center for integrative medicine talks about Kundalini yoga for healing trauma and other mental health issues, which is so interesting. He's, got all this research on this. Robert Cox, PLPC, who is the host of Mindful Recovery Podcast and a therapist out in Missouri, is going to talk about how trauma relates to substance abuse. And I have many other people that we're going to hear from I'm really excited to share this and I hope you'll enjoy this series on a subject that I personally find endlessly fascinating because the more I learn, the more I realize the way we show up in our lives is all about our attachment. I'm turning 45 years old in about a month and I'm still figuring it out too. I'm learning about attachment for my clients and for myself. So I can't wait to share these episodes with you over the coming months. That's it for this episode of Therapy Chat, but I hope you've heard something useful, and I know you have a lot to look forward to. I'd love to hear your feedback. Tell me, what do you like? What do you not like about Therapy Chat? Is there a topic you'd like to hear discussed? Please get in touch with me. You can visit therapychatpodcast.com and leave a message for me using the green button you'll see there. And please visit iTunes to leave a rating or review and subscribe to receive all the latest episodes of Therapy Chat. You can find all past and current episodes on the website. And Therapy Chat is also found on iHeartRadio, Google Play, Stitcher, and YouTube. Thanks so much for listening. Thank you for listening to the Therapy Chat podcast with Laura Reagan. LCSWC. For more information, visit Laura's website at www.loraraganlcswc.com.